Welcome to the e-commerce podcast with Matt Edmondson, a show that brings you regular interviews, tips and tools for building your business online. Well, hello and welcome to the e-commerce podcast with me, your host, Matt Edmondson, a show all about how to grow your own online business. Now, if you are watching this live, well done, because Facebook Live is not working at the moment. And so we're just streaming out onto YouTube. So hopefully uh, you've followed the link from Facebook to YouTube and you've made it here. Now, uh, and welcome uh, when you do join us. Now, every week, uh, the beautiful thing about this is every week I get to talk to amazing people from the world of e-commerce and ask them all kinds of questions about what they know and how it's going to help us develop online. And today is no exception. We get to ask, is Amazon right for your digital business? That's right. We are talking about all things Amazon. Love it or hate it, it is not going anywhere. And so I'm super grateful to be talking with Amazon expert John Tilly about how we can navigate Amazon for our own digital businesses. Oh, yes. Uh, John started his Amazon journey in 2014, launching multiple successful private label brands and soon after became the co-founder of, of Zon Guru with Adam Hudson. So we are going to get into uh, John's expertise. We are going to pick his brains about all things Amazon. Absolutely. Now, now, all of the show notes from today's show will be available after this live stream uh, as a free download on our website. Just head on over to ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 50 uh, and you will be able to download them. Okay. So that's the plan. That's what we're going to do. Now, as I said, we are recording this podcast live. We always do the interviews live. We try and stream those interviews out onto Facebook as we're doing them so people can come join along and the questions have been coming in. Uh, but as I said, for some reason, uh, which I've yet to fathom, um, Facebook is having issues. Uh, we are currently investigating an issue affecting connections to Facebook, apparently. So, um, yeah. Who knows why I can't stream to Facebook at the moment, but there you go. So hopefully it will resolve itself, resolve itself soon. In the meantime, as I said, we are broadcasting on Facebook. So if you are listening to this podcast on the audio version, why not come and watch us on the lives? You can come watch everything that we do. Join in the comments. Uh, it'd be great to see you in there and just, you know, get to, get to know the guests that we have on the show. Oh, yes. So without further ado, let's bring on today's guest, uh, I'm going to bring on, by pushing this button here, I'm going to bring on John. John, welcome to the show. It's great to see you. What's up, Matt? Good to be here. I feel uh, I feel all relaxed after that intro. Uh, <laughs> intro, uh, not, not, not your intro, the, the actual music. The music was great. Oh, Good okay. choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that music uh, that we use on the podcast intro is quite short. But here's a, a, a little unknown fact for you. I wrote that music. Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. I wrote that music a few, about eighteen months ago. I got tired of Facebook and YouTube telling me that I had all sorts of copyright issues on music that I was using that I thought was royalty free. So I thought, bugger it, I'm going to write my own piece of music. And so <laughs> that's what we did. Yeah, you've got many talents. That's great. Uh, I awesome. don't know about that. I kind of looked out. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, John, thanks for being on the show. Um, and as we said in the intro, you're a bit of an Amazon expert. Now, uh, we've talked a number. Of, we've talked a number of times. You're living over in the states at the moment. Is that right? Yes, over in Los Angeles. Uh, I've been here. Gosh, it's like 14 years now that I've been. Uh, maybe 15 years now. I've been in Los Angeles and. And prior to that, I was in uh, in London for a few years. And, and prior to that, I, I grew up in South Africa. So, um, you know, I, I, I headed from South Africa over to London and just kind of kept going. So I've ended up here in Los Angeles. Wow. Wow. And you, you've been all over the world, haven't you? Jeez, it's, um, you're definitely not American, though. We can definitely tell by the accent. Uh, but uh, how's, how is it in L.A. at the moment with lockdown, with COVID? Is it all crazy mayhem like it is here? Yeah, you know, it's yes, I think it's it's very similar. It's it's pretty pretty distressing, I think, for for most people. Uh actually in the States at the moment, it's 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 kind of like that last real push from from the virus side. But you know, we're we're locked up at home and and uh you know going about our daily business and clearly e-commerce is is only going one way, so we're really busy. Um but it is it is it's pretty crazy. I think I just saw a stat yesterday in the Los Angeles Times that it took 11 months to get 500,000 infections. And in the last month and a half, they've doubled that. They've got another 500,000. Oh, wow. So you can just see the, the, uh, the spread is, is crazy. Uh, it yeah. is crazy. Um, but but uh, with everything, you know, it's, it's a chance to reflect on the important things in life and, and, and make sure you hold on to those. So, um, you know, yeah, always absolutely. looking for the silver lining, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you have to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, life just gets a little bit depressing, I think. Um, so... You're in LA and you've, you're the co-founder of Zonguru. What is Zonguru? Just give us a quick heads up of what, what your company does. Yeah, sure. We're an all-in-one software platform for private label sellers. So if you sell on Amazon and you specifically have your own private label brand, um, we will help you scale through data insights and automation. So, uh, you know, at each phase of your, your Amazon business, whether it's research, listing and optimization for ranking, whether it's profitability analysis, review management, business management, all the kind of tools that you need to really scale on Amazon, we provide a full suite of, of those tools. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I mean, a product aside then, you obviously know a lot about Amazon. I mean, that's the reason why we've got you on the show, right? If you're actually writing software to help people do stuff, you should know a fair bit, I'm, I'm assuming. I should, I should hope so, yeah. No, it's been... <laughs> it's been uh, you know, I think, you know, if you just go kind of back to the start of, of when, when we launched Zonguru, um, you know, I, I had a career in advertising uh, on, the, on the strategy and, and account management, account strategy side for many years um, with big brands. And, you know, as we all do, uh, most of the people probably listening, we all have that entrepreneurial uh, spirit. And, and uh, it took me uh, with many ideas, but it took me to 2014 when, when uh, the penny dropped for me and, and I came across Amazon and just realized that, you know, I could grow this product-based uh, business um, and scale it while, while I was in advertising. So I managed to do that, scale my first few brands. But, at, at, you know, the, the idea there is that, that I have this passion and it's unbelievable what we have at our fingertips to grow um, a product-based e-commerce business. It's just, it's a, it's a massive opportunity and I'm very passionate about it because I think no matter what your background is, no matter where you're from, uh, with a little bit of, of consistent focus, you can you can have a successful business. And um, you know, we try and help other other sellers scale. Um, and and yeah. uh, it's something that I believe in. And I actually incentivize our team members to actually sell on Amazon as well. So 
developers, project managers, designers, they all sell on Amazon and they're all- Yeah, this was something that I really liked actually. When we were talking uh, uh, before off camera, you actually want your staff to use your software to go and set up their own Amazon businesses, don't you? And, And sell stuff online, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, I think it's just, it's, it's just, it works. It's such a beautiful marriage, right? Because I believe in, in this idea. And I think that with anybody who has a full-time job, there's always space to, to, you know, have this, this kind of second gig where, where you're growing an Amazon business it can be your full-time, but it can be part-time as well. Um, and for us, obviously at Zonguru, um, if I can help our team to, you know, build those businesses and, and be really successful with that. I think that's an amazing journey to take, but it also, you know, results in them becoming our target audience and experts and they're building software yeah. to really help them with their businesses. So it's beautiful from that perspective. And uh, um, I'm sure you would, you would probably nod your head when I say, you know, developers especially are unbelievable, um, you know, uh, products or e-commerce business um, creators because they have incredible discipline they're very creative, they yeah. understand tech, and they can bring it all together. So I think out of all of our teams, the the, the engineers are the guys who are just crushing it, you know, um, <laughs> for sure. That's interesting to know, yeah, yeah. We've done a similar thing recently where where we've, um, we're, we're now launching a whole bunch of e-commerce businesses, but the ideas and uh, are all coming from the staff and we're all working on them together. Um, and I think it's, I, I, I like the, this idea of getting your team involved and doing stuff together and they, they own part of it. They're part of it. They feel like they're contributing, um, from that side of it as well, which is fantastic. So hats off for that. Now, what I want to do, um, first part of the show, uh, we're going to look at, uh, I want to get into Amazon for beginners. Like if I'm thinking of starting an online business, um, uh, why Amazon and so on and so forth. So we're going to get into that. The second part of the show, I want to get into a bit more of the advanced kind of thinking. You know, if I'm if I'm already selling on Amazon, what are some of the things that I need to be thinking about? And then we've got a whole bunch of questions that I want to go through that have come in via social um, when people found out we were going to be talking. So we've got some questions to go through. Uh, so that's going to be the outline of the show. So John... Let's talk about uh, let's talk about someone who's just starting out, right? So someone who's thinking, you know what? I want to start a bit of a side hustle. I've I've, I've got this job. Um, I want to start doing something online. Why 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 should I look at Amazon? And what sort of things should I be thinking about? Can we dive into that maybe a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. I think I think the first thing uh, you know with people who are, are wanting to start a a e commerce business, whether it's Amazon or other platforms. Um, I just want to, you know, substantiate that idea by saying it is an unbelievable opportunity. I think if you can get into a space in your life where you are selling um, products and not your time, um, that is something that's truly scalable. And I see it time and time again where um, people have been in, in, in struggling situations or, or places where they, they haven't aren't making ends meet and they've really focused on Amazon specifically, but a product-based e-commerce business, they've scaled that um, in in just a few years, they they are in a a financially wealthy position. Um, We we have all of these things at our fingertips from being able to create amazing brands, find amazing products uh, and get them in front of people um, and literally not even see your product or or your customer, you know? So um, it's absolutely something that's scalable. The opportunity is real and it's something you can do 
as a side gig to start with. So you've got, you really don't have any excuse not to, <laughs> not to do it other than if you don't want to put your time into it because yeah. you can do it um, outside of your normal day job. So that opportunity is amazing. Um, and um, yeah, I, I would say that's the first thing. I think in terms of where to start um, and, and clearly there's, there's different paths. You can, you can start um, you know, with, with your own e-commerce store and, and go that route um, or you can start with Amazon. And I would say that um, our, our, my, my recommendation, and, and, it, and clearly it depends on what product you want to launch, but my recommendation is, is Amazon because I think Amazon is, you can do one, a business just on Amazon, but I would say as, as you grow your e-commerce brand, because that's ultimately what we want to do, um, Amazon is a great place to start. It's a great place to, to get cash flow. Uh, yeah. it, it's the best place probably because if you look at any uh you know, e-commerce platform, uh, whether, you know, it's Google, Shopify, uh, your conversion rates are, you know, you, you would know it better than me, but in, in the few percent, whereas on Amazon, you can get a conversion rate of up to 20% at least for anybody who's landing on your, on your page, because they are going there to buy. They're not necessarily yeah. going there to research or, or anything. They're going there literally to convert. So, you know, on average, you're, you're doing a 17 to 25% conversion rate on Amazon and you have access if you're on amazon.com, you have access to 300 million people um, or, or Europe, you know, it's, it's lower than that, but you have a massive, massive uh, potential and the demand is there. It's just about getting in front of them. So um, in terms of where you start, if you have a great product idea and you want somewhere where the traffic is um, and you want to kind of fish where the whales are, Amazon is, is, is a great, amazing um, place to start. Now, um, how, you, how you kind of carve out your niche and how you actually, um, you know, beat competitors and actually get in front of customers. That's, that's kind of the second part of the conversation, but um, uh, it's a great place to start. And is it, so I mean, I, I get all that. I, and I appreciate, uh, you know, what you said there and I, I get all that. Is it actually, it's a great place to start, but is it, is it an easy place to start on Amazon? I mean, how easy and straightforward is it to actually get up and running selling on the Amazon website? Yeah, it is. It is relatively easy. Now, now I would say that the market, Places evolved, right? I, th I think if you're looking three or four years ago, um, selling on Amazon was was relatively easy because Amazon wanted every single type of seller. You know, uh, hey, we want you on our platform. Uh, we want to give you a shot at getting your product in front of um, our customers, and and uh, you know, come on, join us, and we will make everything easy. I think nowadays, especially going into 2020. Um, getting on and actually selling on Amazon is, is more of a complicated process um, because they, they're trying to vet you, right? Um, okay. They don't necessarily want everybody on there. Um, there's obviously a lot of, uh, you know, with any marketplace, there's a lot of black hat, there's a lot of uh, forgery, that kind of stuff. So you have to go through the right steps and and they they they, they are starting to favor, and, and, and I'll put that in inverted commas, but they're starting to fav, favor established brands and established companies already because they're starting to really get on the on the amazon um, journey so as a, as a as a smaller seller it's a little bit more it's a little bit tougher but that doesn't okay. mean that the opportunity is not there it's actually kind of a good thing because to a degree um if if you know how to approach amazon um and you and you you know how to follow the right steps um your competition is less because you have to step through a few hoops so it, it's kind of like a little bit of a moat that, that allows you to get on there. So, oh, um, you know, so because it's a right bit, bit more tricky to get onto Amazon, there are less people on Amazon. So if you stick with it, you've got less competition. Is that right? 
Yeah, and if you if you if you follow the right strategic process um, to getting live now, and, and it's slightly different today than you know five years ago, it was like, hey, let me find, let me go to Alibaba, let me source a black yoga mat, put that up on Amazon, and, <laughs> yeah, and I'm making yeah. sales. You know, um, it's it's not that not that easy anymore. Um, but if you have you know a little bit of of chutzpah and a little bit of energy, you 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 you've got a really good shot. And you know, I I see and I speak to customers who literally have launched three, four months ago, and they are now doing, you know, 50,000, 60,000, 100,000 a month just on Amazon because they nailed wow. it. And then they, and that's yeah. starting from zero, you know, so, so yeah, yeah. it is there. Um, and I so think, um, you know, sorry, the last point on that is that you don't forget, you also have a global, global opportunity, global marketplaces. It's not just amazon.com in the US. You know, once you have your product idea, you can look at the various markets, whether it's Europe, um, Australia, which is which is coming up. India is a great one. Japan, um, you know, looking and, and validating your products on each of those marketplaces, um, and and you can uh, with with you know uh, various software, you can open bank accounts anywhere in the world, and you can sell on those platforms no matter where you're based. Yeah, it's a, you know, yeah, it's a fairly straightforward thing to do. So, you know, these guys that started three or four months ago and they're turning over 10, 20 grand a month, which is fantastic. What did they do, which the guys turning over zero, do you know what I mean, after two months, what did they do that was different? What are some of the key steps that we would need to take if we want to be turning over successfully after a few months on Amazon? Yeah, really good question. And I think one of the things to think about Amazon in 2021, at least, is, is, is understanding that this marketplace has grown massively, you know, you, you, you know, just, just in just in a year, right? With with obviously the pandemic and everything, everyone is buying on Amazon, and literally everyone. Um, but you know, you've got to think about one: what kind of products are they buying? And and Amazon does have a, a consumable, um, you know, consumable goods is is a, is a very big place for Amazon. But there's also a space on Amazon for more of those, um, you know, kind of branded great products that that uh, individuals are looking for they are they are there if you're going to if you want to go and buy like as a challenge i would say go onto any um, furniture websites and and look at uh, a great piece of modern furniture and then go do that same search on amazon and you will find just as amazing products if not better at half of the price so you know those kind of consumable goods uh outside of the consumable goods those, those more branded style lifestyle products are definitely things that people are shopping for on amazon and the approach that you need to take is um, how I would coin it a niche within a niche, right? There is so much traffic and, and so many people going on Amazon. And if you can identify your right avatar and you can provide a, a niche focused product that matches that avatar, um, you have a lot of traffic and that's a million dollar product just there. You know, the, yeah. the traffic is there. So it's the approach to Amazon is, is really um, getting through a few layers um, of those general products that are out there, finding those, those niches that are less competitive, uh, identifying that, um, and, and usually it's a very targeted product, um, and that would easily bring you 20,000 to 100,000 a month very easily because wow. the demand is there and the, and the audience size is there, right? Yeah. So this niching down, the niche within a niche, and actually this is a, I think this is just, gem, whether it's Amazon or whether you're doing an e-commerce website, it's understanding, like you say, who your customer is and finding that product which they want to buy, the niche within the niche. How do I go about doing that? How do I find out what those products are? Yeah. Um, so I would categorize that as, as, 
you know, we, we have software and I'll get into that in a second of, of how you find those, but, but really, and it's kind of how we reverse engineer the software, which is just to answer five questions, right? I think if you, if you're looking to validate a product idea for Amazon, the very first question you need to ask is, um, is there demand, right? Are yeah. there people looking for this type of product? I don't want to launch something on Amazon that no one knows about. So is there people kind of looking for that general category? Is there demand, but not too much, right? And I, this is the balance of, of Amazon because if it's way too much demand, it's gonna you're gonna have to spend a lot more money to get on and, and compete, right? So is there demand but not too much? That's the first question. Is there competition, right? So we want to know that there's other people selling those kind of products, but not too much competition. Right? Yeah. Um, what is the what is the capital investment that I need to that, that I need to spend in order to compete and and successfully compete and get onto page one so how much money do i need in terms of buying my stock and doing my marketing initiatives up front to really get onto page one so how much money do i need and then the third the, the, the fourth one is um revenue opportunity so you know how much profit can i actually make off of the product that i'm selling on amazon what can i charge um and and once all my expenses are what's my kind of margin i, I yeah. think that's a really critical um, piece like am I going to make enough margin with this product um, so those are kind of the four data questions that you can easily answer the fifth question and this comes into more of your softer skills as a as an entrepreneur and, and and someone who's creative which is how can I differentiate my product versus the competition so what 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 is the what is my ideas around how I can truly differentiate my product um, to stand out so that when I appear on page one for uh, hanging swing chair let's just make that up i don't know i have one in my yard so i'll just bring it up it's a good product it's on amazon hanging swing chair right how, how can i if someone types it in hey i'm looking for a hanging swing chair what can i do differently that will get the click and the conversion um that's that's the and that is probably 50 percent of the problem right because okay if you kind of get the other ones kind of right as long as you can truly differentiate um you're going to get the sale and and uh, one last point I would make on differentiation, this kind of gets into further things, but is is um, not to overcapitalize on my differentiation. You know, that's a really important point. So you've got to be creative about how you differentiate because if you're launching your first product, you don't want to be creating models and something that's going to push your price rate way out of range um, and, and you kind of, you're differentiating the wrong way. So that that's an important one, yeah. That's um, fantastic. And then, and then yeah, to yeah. kind of roll that together, um, we have a tool called the niche rater, which exactly on those four points will rate your demand, your competition, your uh, revenue potential, and your investment sweet spots is what we call it. So you, any product you type into Amazon or product category, we will rate that niche across those four, four points. So you can immediately see hey, is this a good opportunity or not. Okay. So this was going to be my question is like, how do you figure that out? There's obviously ways that you could do that manually, but it sounds like a bit of a laborious process. And so this is where software actually helps a lot so i assume you've got some kind of algorithm which looks at data and gives you some kind of indication um which i think is uh, I, I like the simplicity of that do you know what i mean uh, because i haven't got hours to, tr to trawl through myriads of data i just want someone to say yes or no um so if i'm picking this up right so you, we've got to go do the research on the product ideally i've got to have a plan in my head to make sure that when someone searches that niche i need to be on page one of amazon a bit like being on page one of google it's important to be found um yeah. and are there ways and mechanisms then that i can help myself to get on page one of amazon 
Yeah, so um, to, to kind of get back to that point around competing on page one, the, the fundamental thing that you need to understand is that you're not competing on page one for that product. You're competing on page one for that keyword, right? That's okay. a really, really important kind of penny to drop for anybody listening is, uh, and, and there are many thousands of keywords that you can type into Amazon to find your product, right? So if you take that example of hanging chair, you can, you can type in hanging chair as a broad keyword. You can type in swinging hanging chair, swinging chair for the yard, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So there, there's, there's millions of ways that the customers, and funny enough, as you look at data, <laughs> interesting ways <laughs> in terms of keywords that people are typing into Amazon to try and find those products. Yeah. So what's really important to understand is, is when you are, you, let's say you've got this idea, hanging chair, and, you, and you've, you've typed it into Amazon, hanging chair, you've looked at page one, you've looked at our niche rating system that comes on and will tell you how much each you know, listing on page one is, how much money are they making on a monthly basis? Are they making 20,000, 100,000? What's the competition like? All of those kind of things to validate that niche. And you've looked at that and you're like, okay, this is a great opportunity. I think um, you know, the, the, it hits all the right factors. This is a great product to sell. And I have good ideas on how I can differentiate this product. The next kind of phase on that is to say, okay, well, um, how, do we, how do I approach selling this uh, on Amazon to beat my competition? And the biggest thing you can do is, is look at all of the types of keywords that Amazon's, Amazon customers are typing into um, Amazon to find that product. And then looking at what kind of demand each of those keywords bring in, what kind of traffic, and then how competitive are all of those keywords? Are my competitors focusing on those? And most importantly, where are the opportunities? And if yeah. you can identify those opportunities, then you would optimize your listing and your PPC strategies to focus on coming in on, on, on that, um, on those keywords. So that is, a, that is a really important tactic. And we have, uh, again, this is getting into our kind of listing optimization tool, but we have a, uh, it's probably our most well-known tool um, and value pack tool, which is called Keywords on Fire. Um, I don't know why I came up with that name, but but oh, I do. It's keywords on fire, <laughs> uh, you know, keywords on fire, and and it's a uh, you know it does exactly that. It, it really kind of you know goes through. We can talk about that for ages, but it goes through um, and really finds all of those keywords that c customers are typing into Amazon. But most importantly, how how do our competitors rank, and how are they competing for those keywords, and where are the opportunities? And then and then you can put that into a listing optimization tool that we have, so that you can target and come in on those keywords. And, and that's kind of the, the more complex way of, of approaching Amazon nowadays is, is, is finding the opportunities or some of those longer tail keywords that you can really own and, and get the algorithm to spike on that. And then you start to rank for some of the shorter term, bigger, bigger volume keywords. So there's a strategy to it, but I can guarantee you we've done case studies over and over again that if you have a great product idea, number one, you have to have a good product idea that's differentiated. But if you just know how to optimize your listing and then strategically target the right keywords and use PPC, which is you know um, paid advertising within Amazon, that's all you need to to be successful on Amazon. You don't need outside traffic. You don't need Facebook ads. You don't need all these other complicated strategies. Oh, wow, Literally, okay. with that, your your challenge will be staying in stock, and that's going to be the, the best challenge you have. And you can grow that business for for two years just on that, and then ex yeah. expand beyond Amazon. You know. Um, yeah.
That's brilliant. Okay, what we're going to do now is uh, we are going to take just a very quick break for this week's show sponsor, and then I'll be back again with John. Do not go anywhere because I'm thoroughly enjoying this conversation. Uh, We'll be back in just a few short seconds. Let me give a big shout out to one of our show sponsors, Curious Digital. You know what? I love its flexibility. It's such a great platform. You know how when you start out, you might typically use an online platform because they're cheap, they're easy to use, super accessible. But you know what? They aren't that flexible. And as your business grows, you end up moving to an agency, right? because that's just what you do. And at some point, you're going to have this nightmare to deal with, and it can be incredibly expensive. And the thing for me that I love about KD is it will grow with you. You can start out on the platform easily, and as your business grows, then KD will adapt with you. Now, I don't know of any other platform that does all of that. So if you're in the market for a new e-commerce platform, make sure you follow the links from mattedmondson.com. Take advantage of the offers that they've got for you and uh, let me know what you think. Okay, I'm back with John Tilly, who is an expert on selling on Amazon. And we are getting into a a very fascinating conversation about some of the things that we need to do. And John, if I was going to summarize the first half um, of starting out a new business on Amazon, I'd find one word and it would be research. You've got to put in the time to do the research. And that's just kind of what I've heard from you, you know, to figure out one, the product to sell, two, the best way to sell it, your optimization strategy, um, and using the tools which are out there to help you, you know, get a get a much better leg up uh, at the start. Would that be a fair summary of the of the, f- the first part of our conversation? Yeah, I would just I would just kind of add to that and say probably niche research. You know, I'm I'm trying to drop that word of, of niche because you need it to be successful on Amazon right now. It's finding the niche within a niche. Um, and, and then owning that. And, um, you know, certainly with the evolution of Amazon and, and the amounts of products and, and, and what's happening on the platform, you need data to be able to peel back some of those layers of the onion to really find that right niche for you. Um, yeah. So um, software can, can help you with that for sure. Yeah, the, the data's there, make, make, the, make the most of it rather than doing what most people do. And that's just thinking they've got a good idea without validating, without checking the data. Uh, and yeah. or like you say, my favorite one is still the the guys that open up a Shopify site uh, and link it somehow to AliExpress selling the black yoga mats, which takes six weeks to arrive. You know, it's that kind of it's just not going to work out well for you, regardless of how much you spend on Facebook ads. Now, one of the questions I jotted down here in my notes, um, I, I I'm still a bit old fashioned, John. I have a pen and paper next to me when I talk, and I I jot down questions as we go. Right. Um, my question is, in terms of expense, so let's say um, I've got this product, um, the swinging chair, the swinging yard chair that you talked about, um, and I'm going to make, I don't know, maybe 30% margin on it um, between what the price a customer might pay is and what the price I have to pay. What sort of cost do I need to think about where Amazon are concerned? I mean, not everything, obviously people need to do their research, but what are some of the key costs that I need to think about to figure out if this is going to be profitable for me or not? Yeah. Uh, one of the most important questions to answer because um, there's, a, there's, there's a phrase, right? It's not about turnover. It's about leftover. 
So you can <laughs> like sell that. all day on Amazon. You can sell all day on Amazon, but if, if, if you don't have enough leftover at the end of the day to make it a viable business, what's the point, right? Yeah. And so um, that whole idea of, of margin is critical. And I think at a high level, the way to understand selling on Amazon is 30, 30, 30, right? 30% is your cost of goods. 30% is going to be um, Amazon's fee that they're going to take for selling your product. And that's their, their FBA fees, their, their, um, their, um, their, 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 their stock fees for, for keeping your stock um, and, and obviously for, for delivery, right? So that's kind of in there 30%. And then 30% should be your margin um, and your profit that you're making at the end of the day. So that's how, you know, obviously 33%, whatever you, you want to say, but um, yeah. that, that's kind of how you would break it down. And, and I would say typically you want to be selling, if, it, if it's your first time out on, on, on Amazon, you want to be looking at products that can sell at a retail on Amazon for over over $25 to $30, at least over $30. If you can get up higher, um, great. But but just remember, if you're selling something for $65, typically your cost of goods is higher. So your your yeah. capital outlay is going to be higher, right? But um, that, the best way to think of Amazon is, hey, if I want to use their platform, they're going to be taking 30%. So I need to break it down where um, my cost of goods is the other 30, um, including my advertising costs. And then 30% is going to be my profit at the end. Okay. So, um, and that's that's a gen- your general advice. People thinking of starting out, they're the sort of the, the the margins which we need to be thinking about. So, if I'm just making thirty percent gross margin on this swinging chair, it's not actually going to work to sell on Amazon because I'm just going to give them all the fees basically um, that I would be yeah. making to sell it. So, I need to find a better margin. One, one 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 kind of trick on that, and I think people people don't think about this too much on, on Amazon, surprisingly, but there's so much competition happening at that cheaper price point, right? So when you go and you look at hanging chair and you type that in, you're going to see products on there around um, $30, $35, you know, around there and, and, a, and a bunch of competition. But if you can, you know, even just use your filter and kind of look maybe up at like the $90, $100 mark, um, are there products selling in that category for around that? And what are they doing differently to be able to charge that amount? Because yeah. often what you'll find is there, there is a niche um, in a way that you could potentially market your product to be at the higher end of the price point, but your cost of goods is actually the same, right? Yeah. So that's that's a that's a really good place to be is if you can keep your cost of goods down but charge a, a higher amount, a higher premium. No, that's that's great advice. I always, I, I mean, my one of my theories about doing business and doing it well is don't try and be the cheapest um, because you're never going to yeah. win that battle, right? Someone's always going to come cheaper than you. It's a race to the bottom, as they say. Um, and the, so the, 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 the same then is true on Amazon. Don't, don't race to the bottom, just actually try and get in that, that upper price range of products. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's horror stories of, of Amazon. I think, um, you know, you'll hear it every, you know, you'll hear it all the time and, and people love to, to talk about their horror stories, but someone launches a great product on Amazon. Um, and within three months, you know, Chinese sellers have gotten onto this product opportunity. They're selling something half the price, your margins are gone and your product is dead, right? Um, and that, that happens. But um, anybody who has that horror story, I'm going to turn around and be like, well, how did you actually approach Amazon? And, and why did you end up picking that category? And, and you know, fundamentally, those are, are probably entrepreneurs who are um, seeing a trendy opportunity uh, they've jumped on, um, they're trying to make cash flow, um, and either they're smart enough to understand that they're just they're going to make cash flow and they've got a window to make that cash flow, and then their, their margin is going to be eaten and they need to move on to another product, 
or if they're not smart enough, they, 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 their product dies, right? So yeah. um, you've, got to, you've got to really fundamentally ask that question at the beginning. Um, and I believe your audience is probably the latter, but, but the, 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 the first, the former question is, Hey, am I just wanting to sell a product on Amazon to make cash flow? That's fine. But understand that, um, you're just selling a product. You're not selling a brand. Um, yeah. and it's very easy for people to replicate your product idea and, and eat your margins. Or am I approaching Amazon where I'm actually fundamentally creating a brand? Um, and if that's your answer, you are fundamentally creating a brand. If you're approaching Amazon, your vision of what you're creating is bigger than just selling on Amazon, right? You're creating a differentiated product that you are selling on Amazon to generate cash flow for your brand. But you're, you're hopefully, um, you know, looking at ways to take that audience that you're getting on Amazon is almost like your product that you're selling there is almost like one of your channels and it's a lead magnet. You're, you're trying to get that first sale and that's the first communication point you're having with that customer, that first contact. Yeah. But hopefully you have a Shopify, you have an e-commerce website, you can get them engaging there, you can give them value and you can build your audience there. And at some stage, you will have a channel on Amazon that launched you and got you some good cash flow. But then you have other channels, your e-commerce platforms, everything else, and they all work together. And that's how I encourage anyone who's looking to sell on Amazon is what is your vision? It's the best place to start, in my opinion, on Amazon. But your vision for what you're creating should be bigger than that. Okay, so this leads us nicely into this sort of um, this sort of conversation around uh, maybe a few more pro tips. So let's assume that I've been on Amazon a little while. Um, I'm doing. I'm turning over the. 30, 40, 50 grand a month. Um, and so what are some of the things then that I need to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo uh, <laughs> yeah. What are some of the things then that I should be thinking about if I'm already on Amazon, if I'm, do- I'm already doing okay with it, where, where can I take my business from that point? Yeah. Um, you know, to sell 40 or $50,000 a month on Amazon, that's a, you know, that's a six figure a year business. Um, you know, you, you, you could potentially be making a um, hundred thousand dollars profit. You know, great, great profit. That, that's a salary, right? Um, you could, you potentially would be doing that with one good product, um, or you might have two or three products that you've launched. You know, um, everyone's like, you know, hey, I want to be doing a million dollars on Amazon. That's probably three or four or five products down the road, right? It's, yeah. it's a collective couple of products. So. At that point of, of making thirty or forty thousand on Amazon, you you have to think about your strategic growth, right? And and there's there's a number of ways to do that. One is, do I double down um, on that one product idea? Um, another one is, do I do I build out a few products under that brand? So um, launch my next product and my next product and, and build out a few, um, or do I expand my marketplace and, and move to other marketplaces? Go to, uh, if I'm on Amazon.com, go to Amazon Europe. Um, and and, and there's, there's various benefits and a diversification of risk for all of those, right? So there's pluses and minuses for, for all of those. Clearly, it, it, it should be driven by what kind of brand and product you've come up with. Um, but if we go back to that hanging chair idea, right, the hanging swinging chair, um, the best case scenario is you've chosen a supplier um, who has other products um, that are easy for you to launch. And, and yeah. that's one of the, the, the biggest insights that, that I've had from my experiences. If you can choose, you, the hardest thing for Amazon is, is actually finding the right supplier 
um, and getting that product onto Amazon. So if you have a great first product and that manufacturer has a line of products behind that, you're in such a golden position because literally you can just keep launching product after product. Um, and that's an amazing way to scale your business. Um, and it's an amazing way to diversify your risk because you're not just, you know, um, doubling down on, on one product. So um, the first piece of advice there would be try and don't take your foot off the gas pedal because it is easy once you're doing 40, 50,000, yeah. but double down and invest those profits into launching your next and your next and your next product. If you can get five strong products on Amazon, you'll be guaranteed you're doing over a million in revenue for sure. Right. You know, if, if you can nail those down, it's, it's, it's pretty easy to get there with, okay. with five really strong products. So that's um, the aim is to get that five strong products or more um, on Amazon. That, that should be the minimum aim I, I should be aiming at if I'm going to start selling on Amazon. Yeah, that, that, that I would say is, is one approach. Um, the other one is to, is to um, launch that same product on different marketplaces. So validate your product idea on other markets um, and launch there. So, so kind of go global. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of challenges that come with that. And, and mostly it's operations, right? Because now you're dealing with stock in different countries, um, you know, stock overflows. How, how do you kind of handle that? So I would say it's probably a, a strategy for down the road. I, I would probably get really get to that million million in revenue a year um, by launching a few products. Um, and then the, the third approach, and, and I love this approach, and, and I've had friends who've done this. Um, and if, 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 if you can get the right product, this is the best approach, is, is to double down on your one brand and your one product idea, right? And, and um, let's take a different example, right? And, and I, would, I would take the, the example of maybe a, a coffee, let's say a coffee, a coffee pot, like one of those yeah. stovetop coffee, coffee pots. Um, if I can get in and I'm setting that on Amazon and I'm doing 40, 50,000 with, with, that, with that product, I would treat that as a lead magnet for my coffee brand. And what I mean by that is, you know, you selling that one product on Amazon, your, your customer buys that product, the coffee pot, they get the package, they open up the package. Inside the package, there's a great, uh, you know, um, leaflet that you put in there, an insert that talks about your coffee brand and your website. Um, and you double down on your website. You have this amazing uh, brand experience on your website. You get your interested customer who has a great experience unboxing and seeing your brand to go to your website to download a PDF on how to make coffee or, or whatever that is. Um, and, and then you, you, um, you know, you get, you build your customer email list there and potentially down the road, you start to sell them a subscription to coffee. Yeah. Right. Um, now what you've created in, in probably, you know, that, that might be a two year plan, right? But what you've not created is this amazing, strong lead magnets on Amazon that they take 30%, but get you traffic to your website where you can sell them other products, where you could potentially sell them a subscription. And if, I mean, you know, as much as I know that anything that's a subscription uh, service, um, you know, just, just four X is the value of your, of your, of your company. Right. Uh, and now you have a company that's sellable for a way, way high multiple. Um, and hopefully you can exit that first company in four years, five years, um, and change your financial wealth, uh, yeah. and then and then start again. You know, do it again with another one, and that's that's absolutely achievable. You know, um, it, you, if you if you don't envision it, you're not going to achieve it. But that is absolutely achievable. Yeah. Um, and and that's another way to approach Amazon is to double down on your one product 
your brand and maybe that is five SKUs or whatever, but I would, um, it's kind of the reverse of what you're doing on, on, on e-commerce Shopify yeah, platforms, yeah. right? You yeah. train this amazing brand um, and then, and then going to Amazon. So that's how I would approach it. Yeah. That's a really interesting idea about using Amazon as a lead magnet. Uh, to build your traffic and your website. Because one of the fundamental problems, of course, with Amazon is it's Amazon's customer. They're not your customer when they buy. Um, so yeah. how do you, what is, so, I mean, you mentioned about putting a leaflet, you know, which encourages people to come to your website. Is that the main way you would get people coming through to your website? What are some of the things that you've seen which you think have been quite clever? Yeah, look, most of those are against Amazon's terms of service, right? Even even to a degree, the, the leaflet is, is a gray area. Um, but again, at the end of the day, that's your product that you've created and it's in the customer's hands. But, um, you know, uh, Amazon tries to, to your point, they, they say their customer is their customer and you shouldn't be able to, 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 to harvest that customer list. Now, there's definitely tactics like getting... Uh, you know, the order information and matching it on databases and getting email addresses and building it that way. It's a big no, no. Um, I would say at the end of the day, um, the best way to, to create your, your customer list is to, um, do it through your, your leaflets and your inserts and drive them to your websites and then have some kind of, uh, value add lead magnets, for example, how to make coffee, you know, make the best coffee and download it for an email address. That's one way. Um, the other way is, is obviously um, through your your um, you know Facebook Facebook advertising um, driving them. One of the ways um, this is this is a more of a, an advanced strategy. But if you're if you're on Amazon and and you want to drive some outside traffic, um, which Amazon loves by the way, the algorithm loves outside traffic because um, you're essentially sending traffic to Amazon. It's not just generating through what's on the platform, but yeah. you can create Facebook ads with a normal squeeze page. Um, and, and you can qualify some of that traffic and then send them directly to your Amazon listing, um, to, to purchase the product. Now, if you can do it on that squeeze page, get their email address and then drive them directly to Amazon. Um, you're collecting emails in that way before they even purchase the product on Amazon yeah, as well, yeah. but it, it helps to kind of qualify the traffic. So you're not, your conversion rate on Amazon is still high, which is obviously what, what Amazon looks like. And that's very simple to implement, you know, and, and what's great about this audience is, um, I always say, you know, the best person to sell on Amazon is, is a, is a, is a Shopify um, owner because you guys have so much knowledge on, on various marketing activities to drive traffic because you have to create it yourself that yeah. you are streets ahead of anyone on Amazon because um, they, they usually just rely on Amazon traffic. And, and so you have all of the strategies in place to just double down um, on your, on your launch strategy. Okay. So, um, that's really interesting. So would you have products then that you only sell on Amazon? So let's take the coffee pot and um, that particular coffee pot um, that you're promoting. Would you only sell that on Amazon and not on your website? So anybody that wanted to buy that bought it on Amazon, which increases your conversion rates, gets you better traffic there, which hopefully funnels people back to your website. Yeah, the answer is I'd sell on both. Um, okay. You know, but it's, it's where do you start? Um, and it's kind of like the life cycle, right? So the one approach is saying, hey, I'm going to sell on Amazon as my lead magnet or whatever, drive them, get them onto my website, hopefully capture the email address, be able to then remarket to them with other products or potentially with the same product down the road and start to get that, that kind of balance between how much I rely on Amazon and how much I actually rely on selling my product through my own Shopify or, or e-commerce platform. Um, and, and hopefully you can kind of start to balance that out because diversifying risk is, is obviously 
an important point of, of scaling your, your own business, whatever it is. So that's the one way. The other way is, hey, I'm doing all of this work on, on Shopify and, I'm, uh, and I've got my Facebook groups and I've got my Facebook ads and my Instagram ads and everything. And I'm doing a great job of driving traffic to my own site and I'm selling products there. Why not kind of tap in and see, validate, is my product right for Amazon? Yeah. Sell it through the Amazon platform. And then for a little bit, when I'm launching, drive some of that traffic from my website straight to Amazon, convert, drive that ranking up, and then you then you then you scale that. But then if you have that whole loop of your product and driving to the website, you can kind of get it flowing from both ways, and it will it will absolutely triple your business for sure. Okay, wow. I feel like John, we could go on all night talking about this because I have a whole bunch of questions, but I need to I need to turn to some of the viewer questions. Um, so Adam uh, McCreevy, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, McCreevy, uh, asked, how do you define a strategy for a third-party marketplace like Amazon, for example? Uh, just bestsellers to start with or what? I mean, you've kind of approached that a little bit, but do you want to cover that again? Yeah, I would say not bestsellers, right? Um, and, and, and I think just to summarize the point, the way to approach selling on Amazon or third, you know, as a third-party seller is to find uh, a niche within a niche and validate that product idea on Amazon because you, you want to be able to differentiate and you want to compete where there's there's less competition. That, that's the right way to start. So, um, you know, don't don't go into bestsellers. You know, you, you're looking for um, that twenty to $50,000 a month product idea. Um, you know, you're not looking to launch one. And then that's kind of your million dollar product idea right there. You know, you don't, yeah. you don't need to compete with the biggest brands out there and the best sellers. No, great. Okay. Uh, so the next question, um, entering uh, other e-commerce places like Russia, Norway, India, um, you can do that with Amazon now, can't you? What does that involve? Yeah, so Amazon obviously has a has a model and they're trying to expand it globally. Um, I think the latest uh, marketplaces is Amazon Singapore, um, Australia is is a new one. Amazon India is a new one which they're successful with. Um, Amazon EU is is a is a variety of different marketplaces, and each one is treated separately in Amazon's world. So you don't just go and sell on Amazon USA and you get your product on every single marketplace. You have to actually literally open in each of those marketplaces. And you need to have a, um, a you know, a, a bank account for for each of those, and, and ways of kind of moving your money around, your capital. Um, the good news is it's very simple. You can use something like ping pong payments or TransferWise. Um, you know, those are just a few of the, the companies. You just set up a global bank account. Uh, you know, register for that platform, and you can be selling. So um, it's a really uh, interesting thing, and it's become a lot more interesting with the pandemic that's come around. Like some of the popping uh, you know, marketplaces are, are ones like um, Amazon Italy and Amazon France. You know, typically, um, and, and it's, it's kind of sad in a way as well, but typically, you know, when you go, I remember being a year ago and going and traveling uh, Italy and just the, the amazing retail shops there and the retail experience. And I'm like, gosh, I kind of missed that a little bit in the USA because yeah, everything yeah. is online, right? But with the pandemic, you know, everyone's had to, fundamentally decide, hey, you know, um, if I want to survive, I need to be selling on an e-commerce platform. And, and Amazon yeah. Italy is just booming right now. All the retail brands are, are moving there, you know. So um, just looking, when you approach it, make sure you're looking at what is the right marketplace for your for your, your product to start. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Awesome. Uh, another question here, uh, relating a little bit to you, you talked about having different bank accounts. The question is, do you need different payment gateways for different countries? Uh, no. So, I mean, you basically need um, your, you need a bank account and then you can have virtual bank accounts in the same currencies. But, you know, at the end of the day, Amazon is amazing because um, they collect the payments and they pay you. So, um, you know, you just literally sign up there, you put your bank account details in um, and, uh, you know, every two weeks they, they slip a check into your bank account. That, that's it. So, yeah, they um, pay you. So you don't need yeah. any payment gateways, do you? You just, that's Amazon's problem. They process the payments. They do yeah. all of that. That's part of their yeah, fee absolutely. that they're charging you for, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. awesome. My final question uh, from Beverly Watson uh, on Facebook. She had a really interesting point, actually, and I thought I would close out the show maybe with a slightly contentious issue, and that is um, a lot of people are not happy with Amazon. Like in the UK, there's a lot of people who will boycott it because of tax. I'm not going to get into it because I don't want Amazon lawyers to sue me, but for you know, there's a belief that maybe Amazon are not paying enough tax or they're not treating their employees right. Or there's the other argument which says, that, you know, if one in two e-commerce transactions are done on one website, that's way too big of a company. That's like a monopoly. That's not great uh, for small businesses. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, if you look at the growth of Amazon over the pandemic when the world has been struggling and, and their, their success, um, it's incredible, you know, and, and hats off that, that all the kind of universe is aligning and, they, and they've been as successful as they are. Um, but certainly I think Amazon and, and Jeff Bezos don't have everything right, you know, um, and I think um, they don't pay tax, right? And, and that's, you know, at the end of the day, that's not their problem, that's, that's the government's you know, problem that they, they, they should be right. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there should be an, an enormous amount of money um, that they're paying on that that should be um, used to to redistribute. I think I think that's a, that's a major problem, and I'm sure it's going to be be fixed um, soon. I think that's one of them. Um, and you know, uh, as far as I know, um, you know, the, the the kind of charitable side of 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 Amazon is not strong, um, and there's been a lot of contentious issues around how they've actually supported their the essential workers who are going out and delivering these things um, and how they've been looked after. Um, on the other side, there's also a bunch of things that are saying, you know, you speak to anybody who works for Amazon and they're like, thank goodness they've been able to support us. And, and I've had a job through this, this crazy time and, yeah. and don't take that away from me because I need, I need this and I'm taking all the, the precautions I need and, and I need to be out there delivering. So, um, and then, and then the, the, the final piece, which I think is a big contentious issue is, how do we support the small the small business owners, right? I think with the with the pandemic, retail stores are closing down left, right, and center. And there's a big movement, at least here in the USA, to to buy locally, right? And yeah, and no, to, the same in the UK, there. to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, and I would say if if that's your intention, you shouldn't be boycotting um, Amazon because there are so many small businesses that are actually selling products on there. Um, and and they are all there. I mean, we that's what third-party sellers are. We, we're, we're small to medium-sized businesses selling on the platform. Um, now, now, clearly, there's, there's some bigger brands that are on there, and it depends on if you're buying consumables or, or not. But if you're looking for that chair or the hanging chair or you're looking for those, those are small businesses and they need support. Um, and, and, and um, you know, uh, so, so, so I think at the end of the day, I would say, you know, 
shop smart, right? Understand what you're doing, buy locally, but also if you're doing it on Amazon, you know, you're getting something in a few days, but um, you can you can choose uh, your products in, in a smart way where, you, where you're supporting small businesses for sure. Um, yeah. And what better way to support them than to buy products? Yeah, absolutely. That's a really interesting. I mean, the ethical debate, I think, could go on and on and on and on and on. Um, and, you know, we've heard success stories on Amazon. We've heard of horror stories about how people were treated by Amazon. I think in closing, uh, I'd love to know what you think about this, John. Um, and tell me if I've got this wrong. A lot of people have asked me over the years about Amazon, what I think about it. And I'm like, you know what? If 50% of e-commerce transactions are on Amazon, it's a very interesting marketplace to look at, right? <laughs> Full stop. But don't put all your eggs in that basket. If you are just reliant solely on Amazon for your business, you know what? The next day they change their mind and you're not selling that product on Amazon. Somebody else is selling it or they're selling it. Guess what? You've not got a business. So I liked what you said earlier about, you know, get people to your website, build your email list, use it as a lead magnet. Don't just solely rely on that. I mean, that would be my my advice probably in a nutshell. I, I, have I got that right or is there anything I need to add? I think you've got it right. And, and I think um, my summary on that is, is there's no easy hacks, right? Um, you hear of these stories of easy hacks and easy ways of making money. Um, and, um, you know, certainly with Amazon, uh, it's, it's not an easy business to start, but it is a business. And I think if you really, truly think of it as a business, it's not a, hey, I can just put up a yoga mat and make millions, you know, and think of it as, as creating a, a business and how much time and effort and consideration I put into that vision of what I'm creating. If you do that, um, Amazon is a, can be a, an important piece of that wheel um, and certainly a, a very good place to start. And, and if you approach it with good business acumen um, and you, 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 you strategically grow your business and you do it in the right way without getting distracted by these shiny hacky ways of, of trying to grow your business and you you apply consistent focus on that within a year or two you have an incredible business that has been built in the right way yeah. you have a solid rock foundation and you can scale that business um and and that's my final piece of advice like if you're going to be successful on amazon do your business homework understand how to grow a, an e-commerce brand and that and that's that means finding and creating the right product finding the right suppliers, um, putting in place the right marketing and strategic tactics, and most importantly, building your team in the right way, you know, getting the right um, procedures in place and, and, and being disciplined about that and growing this healthy, amazing business um, and, 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 and accessing all the right educational information so that you, that you grow this in the right way. That is achievable um, and, and uh, you know, if, if you... If you're not successful, it's probably because you either haven't educated yourself in the right way or you've tried to take the, the easy way out and you try to hack that yeah. and you just got it wrong. So Yeah, no, fantastic. Fantastic. John, listen, it has been an absolute pleasure to speak with you about this. And I'm sure that many of the guys uh, either, you know, that are going to be listening to the show either through the video or through the audio, however they listen to the show, they're going to have comments, they're going to have questions, and they're going to want to get in touch with you. How do people do that? What's the best way to reach out and connect with you? Yeah, I'd, I'd happily uh, connect with anybody here. Um, you know, obviously we have a passion to to help people um, grow the e-commerce uh, brand and obviously start with, with Amazon. 
Um, but any handle for us at Zonguru on Facebook, uh, Instagram, YouTube, we're there. We have a lot of educational content that you can consume. Uh, I, would, I would highly recommend going to zonguru.com, uh, checking out our software, our platform, but also going to our blog. We have a blog on there um, that has so much uh, valuable content and, and stuff that you can download um, and, and just really connect with us that way. So I would start there. Um, and uh, we have a, a 24 hour support on there with people again that are, are passionately wanting to help you. So, so if you have questions, just go on there. Um, and through that, you'll you'll get access to everything that, that we have, um, this podcast materials, et cetera. So um, I, I wish everyone the best if they are just looking to launch at Amazon. We have a bunch there. We have a, a hot products lead magnets that you can download um, and uh, and kind of see what's selling on Amazon right now. So that's a, that's a good place to start. And then I think one other comment I'd make is that um, for the European listeners, we have tools that are live in uh, on, on Amazon Europe. Um, but in a, in a couple of weeks, uh, kind of hot off the presses, we have a full integration with our um, that niche radar tool that I talked about that's yeah. coming live in just a couple of weeks, uh, as well as the keywords on Fire One. So there's a lot of excitement around that. And uh, if you get in right now, um, yeah, you'll have access to that. So um, check that out. Yeah, I, I will definitely be checking that out myself. Um, and uh, like John said, uh, you can find out all that information at zonguru.com, which is Z-O-N-G-U-R-U.com, right? Or Z if you're in America rather than Z. <laughs> uh, Zonguru. Uh, John, listen, uh, really, really appreciate you being here. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, we're probably going to need to get you back on the show at some point again uh, to, to carry on this conversation because I feel like it's a deep rabbit hole that we could probably go down a little bit more. Uh, but thank you so much for being with us. Really, really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. It's been uh, very enjoyable. Um, and uh, yeah, I would love to be back at any stage. We can dive in on specific topics or uh, or um, you know come back as the world changes. You know, I think the, the great thing about... The interesting thing about e-commerce is it's just rapidly changing. And so, um, you know, in six months' times, who knows what we'll be talking about, but uh, <laughs> it's a lot out there. So uh, always fresh and interesting for sure. Absolutely. Thanks, John. Okay, well, uh, massive thanks to John. Wasn't that a great show? Isn't he fantastic? I don't know about you. Like I said, I feel like I could just pick his brains for many more hours about this topic um, and so, uh, you know what, like I, I always say, my aim is to get uh, great guests onto the show to find some real practical nuggets that I can use to grow my own e-commerce businesses. And I got some today. Let me tell you, I'm looking forward to checking out his software when it comes over to the UK, uh, because that whole research thing and doing that research thing, genuinely, I'm a big fan of it. I am a big believer of it, but I'm a big believer in getting the software to help you do it too, because... Ooh, there's a lot of data to trawl, trawl through. So I hope you got some great stuff out of this show too. If you did, then I'd appreciate it if you could rate the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from so we can grow the show, reach more people. This is season five. Can you believe that? This is the first episode of season five. Um, and so if you want to know more, if you want the show notes, like I said at the start, the transcripts, the show notes, all of the links that John mentioned will be uh, on the website. You can get them for free at e-commerce.com 
podcast.net forward slash 50. Yes, because it is episode number 50. Uh, so head on over to ecommercepodcast.net forward slash 50 to get access to all of today's show notes. Thanks for listening. Make sure you come back next time as we've got some more great guests lined up. Let me tell you, uh, all 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 there to help us grow our e-commerce businesses, just like John's done. We're going to get some great value out of them. Hopefully next time when we're live, we'll also have Facebook live working as well as YouTube. Uh, thanks for being with us. Uh, and as I said at the start, we do play the interviews out on live stream over Facebook and YouTube as we record them. Uh, so do make sure you head on over to our Facebook page or our YouTube page, make sure you hit the subscribe buttons there and you'll get a notification every time we go live. It just means you can come, you can listen to the show and like the folks did tonight, you get a chance to ask questions to the guests and they can answer them directly for you. So make sure you do that. Uh, that's all from me. My name is Matt Edmondson. You have been listening to the e-commerce podcast. I'll be back again very soon. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. You've been listening to the e-commerce podcast with Matt Edmondson. Join us next time for more interviews, tips, and tools for building your business online.